All right, come on, somebody. Let's just wave a praise offering to Jehovah Nisi, the Lord God, our banner. Amen. He's the one that goes before us. He's on the side of us. He's got your back. Come on. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? God is God all by himself. Come on, guys. If you love him, just give him a wave. Give him a praise right now. Come on, we can do better than that. I'm talking about a God who sees your every need. I'm talking about a God who knows your most intimate being. I'm talking about a God who hung on the cross to die for you, to remit your sins. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about God who's God all by himself. Amen. He's not a dead God, but he's alive. Now give him a praise. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Unveil my, unveil my being here. Praise, does this look familiar? Come on, come on, y'all. Does this look familiar? Amen. Well, I'm going to show you something, okay? Uh, when Pastor was preaching a message on the window, in our window of opportunity, and he come out of Second Kings, that's where I'm going to be, Pat. Um, God showed me something really, really good. And God be my helper. I'm going to reveal to you what God has shown me. Amen. I'm excited about it. Um, and if I can even do just a little bit, a portion to what God has shown me and give it justice. Come on, y'all. I'm telling you that this will change your life. So if I can have 30 minutes of your undivided attention, put your cell phones away unless you're making notes. Come on, just 30 minutes of your time is all I'm asking for. Come on, God gave us His whole life so we can live in heaven eternally. Can we not just give God just a few minutes of our undivided attention? If you can, just give me a clap right now. I want y'all to preach me to death today. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Say amen, get up, shout, run the aisles. Y'all preach me hard today. I want you to make it hard on me, amen? I'm excited because I've got good word. I know I do. God woke me up. He's been talking to me all night. And he's given me a revelation over this window. And this is your window of opportunity. Y'all say a window of opportunity. That's it. How many of you needs a window of opportunity in your life? Okay, you're not looking at flesh June now. You're looking at June, Dr. June, who is anointed by God for this hour. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? So I want you to understand that as God uses me to deliver a word to you, if we take hold of the word that God has given us and we plant it and we water it and it grows, God is going to see a window of opportunity in your life. Amen. So let's get started because I'm ready and I'm, I'm like a bull right out, of the, right out of the pit. Come on, I'm just bucking today. Y'all know what I'm saying? I'm raring to go. All right, so let, let's just do it. I need to talk to you about Jubilee year. How many of you remember what year it is in the Jewish calendar? <clears throat> 5777. Five represents God's grace. Come on, y'all say grace. I want some participation. Say grace. Amen. While the number seven stands for what? Completion. It also stands for rest. Say rest. Look at your neighbor and say, you need some rest, baby. And interestingly, and it goes with my, it goes with my message today. Of course it does. It's the number 17. And the number 17, does anybody know? It represents victory. Y'all say victory. Say there's victory in Jesus. Say there's victory in Jesus. 
Say there's victory in Jesus. How many of you need some victory in your life? Come on, I do. Amen. It's not, it's not shameful to say I need some victory. Come on, Jesus died to give us that victory. Amen. Come on. So here is your window of opportunity. Okay? I'm going to illustrate just like Pastor did, but I'm going to expound on it just a little bit better. He preaches, I teaches. However, here lately I've been doing a lot of preaching. Come on. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? Let's go to 2 Kings 13, 14, and 20. 2 Kings 14 and 20. Yeah, we're going deeper, Pastor. We're going deeper. Okay. Now Elijah. Y'all say Elijah. Okay, it's important that you remember Elisha because he followed Elijah, okay? Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, whereof he died. And Joash, say Joash, the king of Israel came down unto him and went over to him and said, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Okay, now let me just stop right here because I need to give you a nugget of what that means. It sounds pretty to the ears, don't it? Father, Father. Okay, it does. It sounds beautiful. But what he's saying to him is he's saying, he's saying to this prophet Elijah, Oh my goodness, I'm looking out at the battle. I'm looking at the enemy and I'm reminding you that he whooped Elijah's butt. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? This is the enemy I got to face, and he has whooped Elijah's butt. He turned the whole army into dust. And here I am, God. I've got to go towards that enemy. How many of you got to go towards an enemy from time to time? How many of you are fighting battles from time to time? Come on. If you're not, you're not doing something right. Are you hearing me? Okay, so let me keep reading. And Elijah, y'all say the prophet said unto him, Take your bow and arrows. And he took unto him his bow and arrows. And he said to the king of Israel, Put thy hand upon the bow. And he put his hand upon it, and Elisha laid his hand upon the king's hands. Come on, are you hearing me? And he said, Open the window eastward. And he opened it. Then Elisha said, Shoot. And he shot. And he said, Jehovah's arrow of victory. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? Now that arrow was an arrow of victory. Say victory. How many of you know this is the year of victory? Even the arrow of victory over Syria. Syria is the ones, that's the enemy. Syria is the enemy. That is the very enemy that whooped Elijah's rear end. Okay, can I say rear end? I hope so, I just did. Okay, and he shot... And he said, Jehovah's arrow of victory, even the arrow of victory over Syria, for thou shalt smite the Syrians in Aphek till thou hast consumed them. There's the promise. Do you see it? Okay, but how many of you know when God gives you a promise, there's always a command? He tells us to do something. You know, the promise is out there, but it is conclusive to you having a command. So he states the command in 18, and he said, Take... Say take the arrows and he took them. And he said it to the king of Israel, smite upon the ground. And he smote three times and he stayed. Y'all say three times. Look at your neighbor and say, but that wasn't enough. Okay, in 19, the man of God was wroth with him. What does wroth mean? It means he got mad. Why did he get mad? Because he was disobedient. And he said, thou shouldest have smitten the ground 
five or six times. Thou handest, thou hadst, thou smitten Syria till thou hadst consumed it. What's all that hadst mean? Let me just bring it on down, okay? What he was saying is, you had five arrows. God's giving you weapons of warfare, amen? You had five arrows, but you only used three of them, so there's two that you never used. So he hit the ground with the three, and then he stayed. It means he stopped. How many of you know any halfway Christians? Come on, that's what I'm talking about. Now I will say, let me just build a little platform here, that the kings come along in different times. There was the good kings and there was bad kings. There was a good king and then there was a bad king. There was a good king, y'all get what I'm saying. Okay, this Joash, he was a bad king. Come on, he didn't understand the ways of God. Okay, so here we got a halfway uh, mentality. Okay, and somebody say disobedience. Okay, now these arrows represent victory. Okay, look at verse 17. It says Jehovah's arrow of victory. Okay, now here I've got my bow and arrow. All right, and I've got some arrows here. Now I've got to be real careful today shooting this real bow and arrow because I was target practicing today. Pastor is probably going to be a little bit mad at me, but I hit the wall over there while I was target practicing. Sorry, Marty, you see my hole? I guess I'm better at this than I thought. Come on, somebody. All right, but I want you to know that you have weapons of warfare. God has given every man a quiverful. All right? All right, now here we've got these weapons, these, these, these arrows. Say arrow. Okay. And he told him, he said, smite the ground. Okay, so he smites the ground with the arrows. Okay, I'm here to tell you that we need to smite some stuff. Amen. That's the problem. We want to back up to our enemy, but God is saying we need to smite some stuff. Okay, I'm going to point my window east. Okay, all right. Now understand if there's an east window, there's also a north and a south and a west. Okay, all right. So let's just look at this as I illustrate what God is saying to us. Now, notice God will require you to do something before He blesses you. Remember me saying that, okay? The prophet did not open the window. He told him to go and open the window. Come on. The prophet is laying there, and the Bible says that he's dying. Elisha's in ripe old age. At this time, he's predicted to be about 85 years old. He's, he's dying of old age. That's all it is. He's, he's done with, we think. Because we know that when they bury Elisha and he's on the battleground, guess what? They throw somebody on top of him and he, there they come up out of the grave. He uh, delivered uh, right up out of the grave. Come on. All right, Elisha has miracles. All right? So here we go. We have miracles too if we'll use and apply the scripture, if we'll use our arrows. Okay? But we have to open the window. He told him to go over there and open the window. See, God is waiting for us to seize the opportunity. Okay? Shoot, Elijah said. Okay? So he tells him to shoot. All right? Now, I can't do this. I got to, sorry, I need a cordless mic, I guess. Hope y'all can hear me. Okay, so what he does is he pulls back on the bow, right? And he tells him to point. Now, y'all got to work with me because I can't shoot this or I might do something to... I might not need out over there. Are you? Yeah, she said don't do that. Okay. All right. So he tells him to pull back on his bow. Hold on. I'm, I'm loading. 
I'm nervous. Okay. Okay, so y'all, y'all look at this. He tells him to pull, pull back, okay? All right, so he shoots through the window, okay? All right, now that's what he tells him to do. And he does that three times, but he was supposed to do it five. Okay, now that I made my illustration, let me say this. Thank you, Randy. All right, so here we go. We've got arrows in our life, okay? And those arrows is what God has provided for us. There's an arrow of victory over depression. Come on, somebody. There's an arrow of victory over sickness. There's an arrow of victory over your friends. There's an arrow of victory over your spouse. Come on. There's an arrow of victory over your finances. But we've got to learn to point them in the right direction and fire because God has given us the weapons. We just need to make sure that we understand where to shoot it and how to shoot it. God gives us the command, but we've got to be obedient. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, a lot of us are stuck. You know, we're stuck in the ground with our, they, we, stick, we stick it in the ground and we leave it stuck. We're stuck. Y'all say stuck. When you're stuck in a pattern, then you're automatically in defeat. You know, we, get, we just get stuck in a routine. You know, whether it's we quit praying, we don't read, or, or whatever your pattern is, you get stuck in a routine. Maybe it's you go to church on Sunday and you just go back home and you expect a bad work week on, the, on Monday, so you're stuck in a rut. Come on, look, look at me and say you're stuck in a rut. Some people are stuck in a rut, okay? And what we got to do is take the weapons that God has given us and we got to be obedient, Are you hearing me? See, God has given us these weapons of warfare because there's battles that's going to come in our life. Now, here we got Elisha who's talking to the king Joash, and he's telling him that you're going to go up against a very strong army. You know that. He knew it. He's already seen it with Elisha. Annihilated him. Okay? And he is scared. The pressure's on. How many of you have been in this pressure? Come on, I have been into some pressure. The last two weeks was some of the most enduring pressure of our lives, Pastor and I. Come on, when you get a bad doctor's report, it isn't the final report because it's not God's report. Somebody say amen. And I told Pastor, I said, I'm going to tell you one thing. I don't care what that doctor said. Come on, I got my arrow. I'm about ready to fling it. And I told him, I said, it doesn't matter what the doctor said, it ain't God's final say. Amen. Come on, they may not read the report right. They may not be, it may be like the spies who went out and didn't see it right. Come on, some come back with a bad report, didn't they? Okay, so it could be like that. And the pressure was on. But I told Pastor, I said, guess what? You've got to be, it isn't pressure, it's pretty sure. You've got to be pre-sure that you're going to come through. You've got to be pre-sure that you're going to make it. Amen? That's what I told him. We've got to be pretty sure. Come on, if you get a bad report, it can just, just it, what's the word? It zombify you. Okay? All right, that's where we have to take up our weapons. The pressure can come, and the pressure will come. There's other windows, but God didn't say fight those battles, did He? He said fight the east. Okay? Shoot it out through the east. Pre-sure. you got to be pre-sure. 
not pressure. When, when the devil delivers, delivers you pressure, you tell him, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure because I know God's going to do it. I'm pretty sure because I may not see it right now, but it's coming on down the way, baby. I'm pretty sure that God is my deliverer. I'm pretty sure that he said, I'll be the head and not the tail. Are you hearing me? Come on, I'm pretty sure. Anybody in here pretty sure? Amen. Come on, that's what we got to be. Because when you get a bad report or when something bad happens, you got to be pretty sure. You can't accept the pressure. Come on, y'all. Come on, I'm preaching good and I know it. So the pressure that you're feeling is coming at all sides. Have you been there? And the, the, not only from the east window, but the west and the south and the north. Is, maybe, maybe the east window, the north window is your kids. Maybe the, the, the west window is your spouse. But it's just coming in all directions. Have you heard me? Have you heard what I'm saying today? Come on, has anybody had that kind of pressure? Just wave at me. All right, so I'm preaching to a few in here. Amen. Come on, the rest of y'all pray for us because we're up under some pressure. Amen. But I'm here to tell you that I'm pretty sure that God is my deliverer. I know He is because we've already gotten a good report. Come on. The, the good report is the, the good news is the bad news was wrong. Come on. You know, you will have what you say. You know, I told pastor, nah, he don't have cancer. Not possible. Not in a man of God. <laughs> there is no way. Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God has a purpose for each and every one of us. Didn't the Bible say that you can touch any deadly thing and it cannot harm you? All right, we need to remind the devil that no thing can harm me, amen? Come on, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so... The battles are mounting. The battles are mounting. And the pressure's on. And I feel like I'm just going to die. Come on. I'm talking to some people here. The king cries out. This king's under pressure because he's already seen what Syria can do to Elijah. Okay? By the way, Elijah, they couldn't find his body. God took him on up to heaven. Amen? But annihilated the whole army. They were dust. Okay? So he knew what he had coming. And y'all, he was scared. He was scared. But he, he didn't know what to do. So here it is. He goes and he seeks Elijah. You know, when, when, this, when this report came, I went to bed and I said, Oh God, oh God, what do we do? He spoke to me and he said, You call upon the strongest men of faith you know. And that's exactly what I did. I called upon faith preachers. And I got you guys praying. And between you and the, the, the word of knowledge that came forth and the, the, uh, the word of God and the faith and what we spoke, we never spoke anything negative. Amen. And what we did is we believed God. And we turned that pressure to pre-sure. And guess what? It's just the cyst. Just to see us. It's probably not even there now. We'll find out when he goes for surgery, if he even has surgery. Y'all keep praying. I don't believe it's there. Amen. God can dry up a cyst. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, so let me get back to the window here. See, the king cries out to Elisha, but he gives no comfort. Elisha gives him no comfort whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? When, when you've gotten some bad news, you want some man of God or woman of God to give you some good comfort. You really do. You want to hear, oh, brother, it's going to be all right. Okay, you want to hear that you're going to live and not die and that you're going to proclaim the works of the Lord. Come on, that's what I said. Me and Pastor both said it. I will live. I will not die. I will proclaim the works of the Lord. That's what you want to hear. But guess what? In our scripture here, he didn't hear that. 
What did, what did Elisha tell the king to do? He told him to go over to the window and shoot his arrow. He gives no comfort. He gives an action. How many of you know that when you pray and you cry out to God, He may not give you any comfort, but He will give you action. He'll tell you what your next step has got to be. Come on, and we've got to be obedient to, for that next step, or guess what? Your enemy is going to annihilate you. You're going to be the dust of the ground. But if you follow God's Word and you'll believe what God says your next step is, guess what? You will live, you will not die, and you will proclaim the liberties of the Lord. Come on. So here he is. Let me get back to my story here. All right? He knew that he had to do something. Okay? So he walks over to the window. And, you know, you can't, you can't weep over what's done. Expect victory. Do you all know that? You know, people want, people want to be, um, uh, what's the word? They, they just want comfort. They, they want uh, pity parties. That's what it is. They want to have a pity party. I'm here to tell you that God is not in your pity party. He is not going to listen to you in your pity party. God is only, go, only going to listen to faith and He's only going to listen to His Word. That's all God's going to listen to. God is moved by faith. It says it's impossible to please God without faith. So if you need something from God, if you're in a battle, the only way that you're going to please God is if you move in faith, baby. Nothing else is going to move God. Come on. I don't want to hear nothing coming out of your mouth except the scriptures. Me and Pastor got quiet. We got quiet. I don't even think we hardly talked to each other. We got quiet. Nothing came out of our mouth but the scriptures of God. Come on, somebody. Are you hearing me? We didn't talk about it. We didn't allow the enemy to work. We, was, we saw our enemy out the east window. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God had the arrows in our hands. Okay, so we had to seize the opportunity. See, that's just it, guys. We got to seize our opportunities. You have a window. You have an east window. This is your window here right now. Oh, I got your attention. Just wait here. Just wait here. Listen, this is your window of opportunity. But you got to seize it, baby. You got to seize it. You got to be obedient. You got to walk to the right battle. You got to lift up the window. You got to take the 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 arm the the armory that God is giving you. Your weapons are not carnal. They're mighty for the pulling down of strongholds. All right? We, see we got to we're too busy pushing. Okay? All right? We're too busy going halfway. You got to face it to fight it, baby. You got to face it to fight it. And most people don't want to face it. Do you know there's people who won't even go get a doctor checkup because they're afraid to face anything? Come on, I'm here to tell you if you find things early, you can fight it. But you know, if you wait till it's stage four, oh, I'm not saying it's impossible. He thought Syria was impossible, but God told him point your arrow out the east window. Even though he didn't do it right. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. All right, let's keep going. So this is the arrow of victory right here. This is the arrow of victory. See the victory before you seize the victory. You've got to see the victory before you seize the victory. You've got to see the victory before you seize the victory. 
Come on, I preach it better than you let known. I don't think somebody in here is not understanding. You've got to see the victory before you seize the victory. So the man of God told him to walk over to the window, raise it up, pull back, and shoot. Okay? All right? Which we know that means you're declaring war on the enemy. Okay? We know that. But see, he tells him to shoot all five. Okay? Notice now that Elijah put his hands on the king's hands. Okay, now I'm I'm somewhere around verse 18 if you're following along. But Elijah put his hands on the king's hands. I am so glad that God's hands are on my hands moving them and teaching me and leading me into my destiny. Come on, somebody. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, are you glad God's hands is on your hands? Because if it was not, we might go in the wrong direction. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I might go over here to the north and pull up the north window. And I might be trying to fight this battle over here. Maybe it's my kids. Maybe it's my work. Maybe it's my finances. But my biggest enemy is over here and they're about to take me out. But I'm here to tell you that God has His hands upon us. And that's why we see it so we can seize it. Come on, if you don't see your enemy you can't fight your enemy baby you've got to know that God has given you what you need to fight you got to face it to fight it okay look something goes wrong look at verse 18 he struck it three times and stopped and Elijah said oh no you were supposed to go five times He had five or six arrows, I don't know. Five or six arrows. You were supposed to shoot all your arsenal. But he didn't. He stayed, the Bible says. Because he did not, his victory over them was not complete because he only went halfway. Wouldn't it be awful to get out in the middle of your battle and not be firmly girded? Come on. That's why it's important to listen to what God says. There's a lot of... Let me talk to the Christians that's halfway. Do I got any in here? I know you're not going to raise your hand now. Okay. Well, praise the Lord, brother, for your honesty. Okay. Come on. We've all been there at one time or another, just halfway. Come on. Oh, you don't halfway want to go to church. You halfway just want to be, want to come on Wednesdays. Oh, I don't have to go on Sunday. I'm sick. We said this in, in leadership today, and I really liked it. Well, sick is you need to come to the house of God when you're sick because the healer's here. That's like... um. Robin said, Robin Martin said the other night, he said a sister came up to him and said, Robin, I need you to pray for me. I think I'm coming down with the flu. Come on, is that dawned on you yet? I'm coming down with it. Well, refuse to take it. You ain't got it yet. Come on. That's our mentality. We got to seize it, baby. We got to seize it. All right. Let me stay focused here. So Joash missed out because he stopped short of his blessing. Okay, he only went high halfway. Elijah was God's prophet. God had him to, God sent, um, or we didn't send him, he was laying there on his deathbed. But God had him to help Joash, but he was angered because he only went halfway. If I can say anything to you now, is don't quit. Don't just go halfway. You've got to go the whole distance. You might get halfway out, and the enemy might say, he might tell you to stay, he might tell you to stop. 
He might make the whole thing look big. But I'm here to tell you that if you'll go the whole way and you'll let God's hands that's on your hands, He's got them placed. If you'll allow Him to move you in the right direction and you'll not stop, you'll not falter, you'll not look to the left, you'll not look to the right, you'll stay focused on the mark ahead of you, you're praising, you're praying, you're moving forward, your weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. 2 Corinthians 10 and 3. See, we got to pull. We got to pull. We got to pull. Pull, baby, pull. Quit pushing. People will push you. Your friends at work may tell you that you don't have to go to church. Your friends may tell you you don't have to serve God. It isn't cool to go all the time. Why aren't you doing this? They're pushing. They're pushing you. But I'm here to tell you that you don't listen to the push. You got to pull back. You got to pull back through prayer. You got to pull back through praise. you got to pull back because your purpose is in the pull. Come on. God has purposed you. We just need some leverage. We need some leverage to pull back. Don't strike the ground in your own strength and fall short. You just go halfway. you got to pull. Pulling you towards your purpose. God is plowing the ground for a harvest. That's what He's doing. He's getting your ground ready because there's going to be such greatness come out of you. Pastor, you didn't go through that for nothing. There's greatness come out of you. Okay, you're, you're up a level. You moved up a level through that because you didn't falter. You stayed the course. You hung on and you shot all your arrows. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. That's God's men. Come on, you're God's men. We can't go just halfway. There's power in the pull. Look at it. You know, I can load it up. But it's not going to fire if I just leave it like this, is it? I can point this at y'all all day long. If you're my enemy and I load my arrows, there's nothing going to take place. I've got to pull. And when I pull and I've got my arrow, I won't point it at you, Jeff. Okay? And I let go. I have fired my enemy. I've annihilated him. Come on. Because I saw him before he got to me. There's power in the pull. All right? When other people push you and they tell you things, you give them the word of God. You tell them that you are the righteousness of God. That you are saved Okay? It's, it's time to give up this halfway stuff, baby. It's time to go the full distance. Come on. We got to push. Say you got to push. All right? Push. You'll feel it. God will be drawing you. You know, you'll get up on Sunday morning and you'll be like, oh, I don't feel like going to church today. That's the enemy. Some of us may... Decide to stay home. And the others is going to pull. Okay? And they're going to say, fail not the assembling of oneself in the house of God. Especially in the last days. We need to come together. Come on. We worked six hours here yesterday cleaning the church. By the way, thank you guys. You did an awesome job. Appreciate it. But I'm going to tell you the best part of all of that spring cleaning was the fellowship. I love being around you guys. It just makes us stronger. And if you don't come, you miss out. Because we get stronger. You know, 
We're family. And families stick together. Families stick together, guys. Okay? Somebody say pull. All right? So when we get in the right place and the enemy's whispering and we know to pull, we'll find ourselves where we're not only going on Sunday, but guess what? We're going on Wednesday now because we want to go. Okay? Now, there might be a time in your life when you have to push yourself. You know, your, yourself is saying, oh, I'm too tired to go to church Wednesday night, or I got this, or I got that, or, you know, I've got a wor- rough work day tomorrow, and my list is this long, and I'm just going to stay home. You got to push, baby. Okay? Push yourself to church. Okay, so you might start out with a push, and you might have to push yourself to do something. All right? You might push yourself to get here. But I'm here to tell you once you get that relationship established with God, that intimate relationship where you can't wait to get in the house of God because He's talking to you, He's communing with you, then you've got the leverage. Okay? All right? Now you're, now you're not pushing yourself anymore. You're pulling. Okay, and then God, now that you've got the leverage, God is going to pull you right into your destiny because now things has changed. You've overcome the enemy. You, you pushed yourself until you can feel the pull. Come on, y'all look at me and say, well, that's good. Look at your neighbor and say, pull. So God said to get your bow. You have weapons. Okay, get your arrow and let's go to work. That's what he's saying to you. Open the window. Shoot. Okay? All right? But we got to pull. All right? See, I think too many of us are focused on the enemy. See, that's the way the king was. He was looking out at Syria, and he saw how big it was, and he's like, oh, Father, Father, look what they did to Elijah. You know, how many of us is looking at our problem? And our problem gets bigger than our God. We're not even at, we, get, we, we get the problem so out of focus that we're not even praying anymore. And we're not even praising anymore. We're just looking at the problem. Come on, I'm telling you guys the secret of coming out of your problem. You know? There's people in here who are sick. There's people in here that battles depression. There's people in here who are stressed out beyond belief. And I'm here to tell you that your Your answer is in the pull. Push yourself to church. Push yourself to praise. Turn off that nasty music that that isn't going to uplift God. Come on, we talked about it this morning in leadership. How can you be excited about God when you listen to country music on the way here? Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? I get in God's presence when I turn on godly music. And that that gets into my spirit. And before you know it, the joy of the Lord has taken over me. I'm telling you, when uh, when you get the praise and worship music going, it puts you at a different level. You've got some leverage now, baby. Patrick sent me the, the Monday night prayer. We have some awesome time here Monday night. And he's got a great set of music and it's just praise music he sent that to me when uh, the doctor proclaimed those lies over pastor and uh, he sent it to me and I started I started praising and I started praying finished the deal baby it finished the deal It, it, it loaded my armory it loaded it okay it gave me the leverage and God took over at that point and fought the battle 
Come on, all I got to do is get some leverage going. How do you get leverage? Okay, here's the application. You put on praise music, and you start praising God, okay? And not only praising God, you start praying. And you stop the negativity. Don't allow nothing negative to come out of your mouth. You only speak the words of God and God's truth. God said that I'd be the head and not the tail. You pick out scriptures. He said, I will live, I will not die. Okay? All right, so you just keep picking out whatever scriptures that goes along with your battle. If you're, if you're fighting depression, you, you, you start picking out scriptures like the joy of the Lord is my strength. There is joy coming in the morning. God sees the tears of the righteous and He will answer. Come on, you pick those scriptures and you stand on those scriptures because I'm going to tell you nothing else is going to work. There ain't no pill that's going to substitute God. There is no liquor that's going to substitute God. The only thing that's going to heal you is God. I know the only deliverer is the deliverer. And Jesus Christ is our deliverer. None other. There's no other God but one, and that's Jesus Christ. He died. He took 40 stripes on the cross for 40 different illnesses. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It was finished. Mark said it was finished. This is by your stripes we were healed. So we just got to get it in line. We got to pull the leverage. We got to realize that we were healed. Come on, you're only dealing with the symptoms. Tell those symptoms to go in Jesus' name. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God, God's word's true. He cannot lie. It's us with the problem. See, that's why we're in the pit. That because of our own problems. How do we get out of the pit? Enemy annihilated. Shoot all five, though. Don't just go halfway. Seize your victory. How many of you in here is going to seize your victory? Come on, see God? See this east window? God picks the fight. God picks your fight. If you'll listen, okay? That's why he didn't tell him to go over to the north window. You know, he didn't want him fighting that battle. He told him to go over to the east window. See? Some things come your way you're not supposed to get involved in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, maybe there's some friends you ain't supposed to be hanging out with. Maybe there's some um, things in your life that just ain't quite right. It's okay. All right? Deal with it. Deal with it. You see it, now seize it. And you do that with the weapons that God's given you. All right? But don't fight what God ain't given you to fight. Don't you muddle over there in another battle that ain't yours. Somebody say pull. Some of us have too many windows open. That's the problem. Any IT person will tell you, you can't get any work done if you've got all these windows open. Y'all ever had a slow computer because you got so many windows open? Same thing, same principle. Okay? We got too many windows open. You need to close the other windows. All right? Close the north, south windows, west. Close them. But the battle that you're supposed to fight, you open and you fight your enemy. Okay? This is your year, guys. This is year of Jubilee. And I'm almost done. This is your year of Jubilee. 
Now, I'm here to tell you that we won't see, I won't see it when it comes back around because I'm 53 years old. And it only comes around how often? 50 years. So this is the greatest opportunity to seize the victory. This is the greatest opportunity to seize the victory. This is your window of opportunity. Now you can ignore it. You can walk by it. We can be obedient. We can fight that thing that's keeping us from moving to the next level with God. And you seize your victory. You have a new form. And God is going to move you right into your destiny. Because all of you have a purpose. Every single boy, girl, man, woman in here. All of you have a purpose. Every single one of you. And God's got a great purpose for you. But let me just tell you this. If you don't seize that victory, then it's going to pass you by. And God's going to give it to somebody else. I want God to use me. I don't want the battles. I don't want the enemy to annihilate me. I don't want to be the dust. I want to win. How many winners do we have in here? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Too many are stuck. Too many are stuck. Too many are stuck. You're just stuck. Take it out of the ground. Fire it at your enemy. 50 years, guys. The next one rolls around. So this is your opportunity. You need to give more in sacrificial giving than you've ever given because this is the year for victory. Okay? I am because I believe the Word of God. And He said that this is the victory. He said that He would cancel debt. Let me read it to you. Leviticus 25 and 10. Leviticus 25 and 10 says, And you shall consecrate the 50th year. Y'all say 50th. And proclaim liberty... Throughout all the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. Okay, so if there's going to be a victory, we're required to do something. That's choice. It shall be jubilee for you. And each of you shall return to his possession. And each of you shall return to his family. 